This is an iFanboy special edition podcast on X-Men Apocalypse. My fanboy podcast on X Men Apocalypse. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Ron Richards. Uh, yep, you are. And special <laughs> guest, former I fanboy columnist and frequent podcast guest, Mike Romo. Hello, guys. Hello, Michael. And we're back. Yeah. We've reconvened. It's what been a while. I like, this, I like this little movie group. I like it. I like <laughs> it. So I, I, I just wish uh, I wish it was going to go the other direction. That's all. <laughs> so, little, uh, at least you're not screaming. I mean, this is a big... Last time we did this, you were yelling within three seconds. So yeah, awesome. yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, surprisingly, though. But Con, uh, lead us in. So uh, they were talking about X-Men Apocalypse, the latest... Uh, Oh boy, okay, this is complicated. So it's the third film. We, we, did, this, we the, did this on the other podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the, the third, third film of the modern of the cycle. cycle. So yeah. it, it's also the, it's the, it's, it's the fifth si- singer film, and it's the ninth X-Men film. No, 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 wait, hang on, hang on, no. It's the fifth singer film. It's the fifth, two, I'm sorry, it's the fourth, fourth singer film. So wait, hang on, fourth. it's the third movie of this modern cycle. It's yeah. the sixth X-Men title movie. Right. It is the tenth X Men character movie. Okay. And that is the six X Men movies, two Wolverine, and one um, Deadpool. Deadpool. And then it is the it's the four it's the fourth singer movie. Right. Oh, so Christ. wow. Yeah. God, can you guys believe there was a time when we there were no comic book movies? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't remember at all. I know. Yeah. So then, uh, so this is you know spoiler warning. Of course, we're talking about the film itself. So if you haven't watched the film, uh, pause the show and come back. The, this is the film series that it was is the progenitor of where we are now. As Mike just said, a time before superhero films really kicked off in 2000 with the first X-Men film. Uh, in terms of popularity, there was Blade, but that didn't that didn't really start the wave like X-Men did. Um, and it's funny to watch these films and think about that because, in a way, these films feel very old-fashioned. Yeah, and not of the time anymore. At the time, they felt very fresh and new and exciting. Yep. And I think my big takeaway from this film is that if it's, I, I, I love First Class. We all loved First yep. Class. Great movie. I really, I really enjoy Days of Future Past. It was just on TV the other day, and I watched most of it. It's super um, fun. Yep. This is the first time I felt tired. Well, yeah, and okay. So wait, wait, hang on. Before we didn't, we didn't. Did we? Did you do the spoiler? I always forget. Yes. Yeah, we did. Okay. We so did spoiler it. warning. Okay. So so I, I saw the movie. Uh, Ron is the X Men guy. If you're new to the yeah. iFanboy yeah. and you haven't been around for a couple of years, Ron is yeah. our resident X Men uh, fanatic. Yes. So so yeah. So so this is the one. The, these are the movies that I hold clo- most dear, and. Um, and in fact, the last time we had an, a third X Men in the cycle, uh, <laughs> Connor and I saw it together in New York City, um, and it prompted the people, the strangers sitting around us, to ask Connor if I was okay at the end of it uh, because I was so I was so visibly shaken. 
Yeah, um, wow. This time that was a, that was the other one that ended with the broken up bridges. Yes, right. right? Th- thank yeah. you. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm, I want to mention. I'm glad you said that. But I'm going to mention it. Um, luckily, this time around, uh, nobody asked if I was okay. Although we did have several people around us looking at my section because of our reactions to several things, um, <laughs> because we were, apparently we were acting very loudly. Um, but ultimately, baseline, this is not a good movie. I, and, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think no, it was a boring movie. Yes, that, right. That's what I'm saying. This is oh. it's not a bad movie. We're not talking like uh, what are the first it's not things? X3. That, it's not X three. Let's just well, yeah. Let's one just, of my one of my be clear. Yeah, one of my first things walking out of the theater was well, well, Batman v Superman really set the bar for bad movie. <laughs> so at least right. it's not that, right? So it, it's not a good movie. It's and the your comment, the one takeaway I took from it was a, it was a slog it yes, most, most right. of it most of it was boring okay right. um the it lacked the panache and the 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 uniqueness of first class and days of future past um right. and i think because those had a geopolitical world implication tie-in mm-hmm. And this one didn't, other than the other than Apocalypse getting rid of all the nuclear weapons on the planet. Like that was the and that lasted like five seconds. Just like Superman um, Four. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, the super yeah, the Superman Four solution, Jeez. as I called it. Um, it lacked that. And then the while there were big action sequences, the majority of the action made by the X Men were standing around with their jaws dropped. Like there oh, were absolutely. so many there were oh, yeah. so many shots of characters just going, huh. Well, they, <laughs> they were surrogates for the audience, yeah, yeah, where exactly. we're just sort of staring slack-jawed Which... at what was going on. I think what, what's really interesting about this is that when when I see the Marvel logo, I, I my body kind of looks forward to some joy, and this really felt mirthless, even though yeah. there were some parts that just that, that seemed like they were supposed to be funny, well, but, but I, I wasn't laughing. And, I mean, I guess the one thing that I think they did okay here is that they balanced out being able to be with all the different characters pretty effectively. I mean, that's going to be the most positive thing I can say about it is that I thought everybody got a fair amount of screen time. Yeah. Um, I was trying to figure out why, (laughs) why Quicksilver is so popular other than the fact that the guy who's playing him is very charismatic. I, I think it's because, he seems to be the only person on screen in this film, at least, who seems to be enjoying himself. He yes. likes being an X-Men. Yeah. And, and everyone and, else is so dour, and I think that translates to a really dour movie. And, you, and Ron, slog is a great way to describe it. There's, a, there's long stretches of the movie of people just standing around not doing yes, anything. Including, exactly. Including the bad guys whose plan I still don't understand other than, you know, you could have had a drinking game out of it the number of times Apocalypse said, we'll build a better world. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what that means other than destroy everything and well, kill make everyone. A, make was, a very large pyramid. There was but, no... Yeah, but exactly. They, they don't, they did, but, but up until the very end, Apocalypse and his... You know, they kept, we kept cutting back to them standing on that hill overlooking Egypt. And it just kind of like they're just standing around for most yeah. of the movie, not doing anything. And, and so, so, and, and, and so I've, got a, I've got a whole litany of issues. But yeah, that, oh, Connor, okay. I absolutely agree with you. There's just so much standing around. There's so much um, just... Well, it, isn't this usually a time that Connor reminds us to, to talk about what the story was for just a second? Well, I mean, like, well, yeah, I mean, well, I, I was, no. about, yeah, I was about to get ahead, to that, Mike. Ahead, actually, yeah, yeah. So, okay. I mean, there, there was so much <laughs> of. I felt as if the story was this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened, and then done. And right. it, it was not any sort of. There was no twist. There was no angle. There was no, you know. So essentially, you know, like we we. And by the way, I, here's their first mistake. 
in the the movie opens with you know Egypt in whatever year seventeen hundred BC or whatever, I don't know whatever. No, wait, wait before oh, that. Like, yeah, whatever. So a thousand years ago. Yeah, Egypt many many years ago, and uh, we see uh, an a, a getting older apocalypse transferring his body to a new body, and that's literally the five seconds of Oscar Isaac. At not in makeup that we only got. If they had more of that, this movie would have been a lot better. You they, take the most charismatic man exactly. currently working in Hollywood <laughs> and you put him under 40 pounds of latex and you expect good things? No. Right. That is a waste of pure, unadulterated charisma. Exactly. Just, Just a waste. Down the tubes. Anyway, so... Um, Although he seemed to be having fun with it. Playing uh, sort of a weird... Yeah, but he, I feel, he, I feel he, as if... I feel as if I, the thing is that if you if you didn't tell me Oscar Isaac was in this movie and I went to no, go see it... you have no idea. I wouldn't no have idea. no idea. Which I think is good because it protects him from, from <laughs> uh, you know, it, it being a black marker on his career. Because it's like, oh, that wasn't him. Whatever. It could have um, been Bette Midler. I mean, but, it could have been literally yeah. anybody. But so so we see we see a, we see see a Apocalypse in, in Egypt and apparently he can transfer his, uh, his sentience into another body. Um... It goes wrong. People rebel. It goes wrong. They trash the pyramid, buries them, well, but, and well, then they, they they push a panic button. Apparently, yeah. uh, this pyramid just had all. If you hit these that two was, things, that was pretty. It's cool. very precarious. Like it's if somebody actually well, drove a cart into those two pieces yeah, of wood. Yeah, and, yeah, and watch out! Just don't touch it. It's very fragile. And that, and, that, and and actually, that's a that's a real good example of one of the big problems with it is that there were so many uh, machinas in this movie. You know, there were so many things like, I don't question it. You know, like Apocalypse's entire power set. You know, like I know I know that they said that he had the ability to absorb other mutants' powers, but by the time he's – so what happens is basically he gets buried alive. Then Moira Metagart is in Egypt, in, you know, investigating, and uh, basically it's all her fault, this movie, by the way. If she just <laughs> If she just shut the door behind her and not let the sun shine in – Right. This this wouldn't have happened, but right. she discovers uh, a sect of e- Egyptians who have uncovered uh, uncovered his body and are trying to bring him back. They don't realize they were in a cave. They don't realize that if they just let the door open, the sun is what powers it. Whatever. Um, and then so Apocalypse comes back, and then he uh, he encounters Storm on the streets of Egypt, which which I thought was good. She was a thief in in Egypt. I mean that that was She's African. And Egypt, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was character. You know that actually picks up uh, when. In the comics, when Storm, after the Siege Perilous, when Storm was a teenager, she was in Egypt as a street thief, and that's where she met Gambit. So I love when you talk about the X-Men. So, it's, it's the 80s X-Men that I get right into. Yeah, but anyway. so comfortable. Yeah, it was really Anyway, so, uh, so Apocalypse meets, meets uh, young Storm. He boosts her powers. I don't know how, but it turns her hair white. Um, and then they go off to find the rest of his four horsemen, and then the plan is to remake the world in, you know. Make it better. Make it better. Just quote unquote, make it better. Um, Make the world a better place. Silicon Valley. So, so one of the problems (laughs) I had was that was that we just find out that so then, there, Professor Xavier goes (laughs) to visit Moira Metagart, who then tells him all about Apocalypse. There's no discovery of Apocalypse. There's no just like oh here's this guy, and here's what here's what he's doing. Everything is just presented on a platter. And right. and no and there's no adventure. There's no wonderment. Xavier has no mission in this. Um, you know, Miss, you know, Mystique shows up and she's you know been on the she's I guess protecting mutants around the world or trying to help them after the events of Days of Future Past. And Magneto is in hiding in Poland and he has a family. And 
well, let's let's pause there for a second because uh, I, 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 that was my favorite part of the film was just the maybe I'm just getting older and people just hanging out and relaxing is becoming a sign of a good movie for me. But I like that was my favorite part that he had just actually just chilled out and was just trying yeah. to live his own life. Yeah. Like for me, that was nice. It was nice, uh, although. I mean, Although, yeah, although it's it, from there, it's fraught with problems. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, mean, I think yeah. once once he gathers the horsemen, it just, I, I was I was I was with it until that point. Like yeah. I thought the first right. twenty minutes was fine, um, silly, but I was into it. I really liked the Magneto stuff until his family dies. Obviously, you're not supposed to like that, but I thought all that was good. And then once he gathers the horsemen, the X Men come together. You're just, which should be the moment when the movie takes off. It gets it just slows way down. It just slows. And, and, and also, I felt as the movie progressed further, Fassbender and uh, J Law were just like, "Please let this end." Yeah, you just they were all <laughs> dead in no, their eyes. Yeah, exactly. Like, why yeah. am I in this costume again? Fassbender has never looked so bored. He's grimacing. If he's not looking bored, he's grimacing because he's using his powers too much. Yeah. So, uh, so it's just, go ahead. So, so another 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 thing about this movie was that so X Men First Class by Vaughn took place you know in 1962 around the Cuban Missile Crisis. And then Days of Future Past took place in 1973 in around Nixon and all that time period. And they they firmly wanted you to know that this took place in 1983. Okay? okay. Um, yep. So much so that, that at one point they show 10-year anniversary of Magneto's speech. You know, like they, they clearly wanted to, you know, make you know, and, you know, they, and they, the Return of the Jedi reference and all that sort of stuff. Um, now... At first, walking out of the movie, I was angry because if you are going to play up the time period, right, and right. and make sure everyone knows that it has been 10 years since the events of the last movie, 20 years since the events of the first movie, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and at first, I was so freaking pissed off because, A, nobody looks any different, okay? Right. <laughs> B, B, Alex Summers, Havoc brings his little brother Scott Summers to Xavier in 1983 he was on the team in 1962 so at that point Alex Summers is, is he's must be 40ish and he right. has a little brother who's a teenager right so the, 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 the continuity of this is all screwed up the continuity yeah, is all yeah, screwed yeah. up but then i was talking to a friend of mine today and uh, he pointed out that yeah but that's exactly like the X-Men comics of the 80s <laughs> i was like Fair point. You're right. Okay, I'll take. I'll, well res- I'll rescind that. But but the, the, it goes to my larger problem with it is that um, I feel as if they wanted all of the 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 cashing in of what happened with First Class and a little bit with Days of Future Past without doing any of the work. So yes, mm-hmm. it's in 1983. So we're gonna have everyone with, with shoulder pads and pulled up their sleeves, and every now and then we'll have some some music. You completely. There's at one point Cyclops, Jean Grey, Nightcrawler. All they escape the school to quote unquote go to the mall. You missed an right. opportunity for an 80s tastic kids in the mall yes. uh, scene that, that would was, give us. They didn't that, go far enough. They didn't go far enough, right? Yeah, exactly. they didn't go to the Gap and try on clothes. Exactly. There was no like montage so, music so thing. So then, and what we get, and all we get is them walking out of the movie theater having seen Return of the Jedi. And having a conversation about whether Empire or Jedi was better, which then leads to Jean Grey's line in the movie. But the prophetic we all, line. <laughs> but we all know the third movie is the worst of them all. That is the only moment the theater applauded and laughed. 
Okay. And then, furthermore, one of the people I saw the movie with made the point afterwards that not only was that so metatextual in terms of, you know, the commentary on X-Men The Last Stand, but it points out that Singer was bold enough to say, everyone knows the third one is the worst one, so this is my worst one. Like, you thought Last Stand was bad? I'm going to make this awful. Uh, Last Stand's still way worse. Than yeah, this, I know, but, I know. But, but um, it's a, and, and so that further gets me to my point where is that First Class was the perfect X-Men movie. That is the one that we'll all, I'll hand to anybody and say, watch this. It's fantastic. Right. Um, I feel like Days of Future Past, Brian Singer came in and said, okay, I'm going to pull a little bit from what Vaughn was doing and pull in a little bit of my Singerism. This mm-hmm. movie, it's just 100% Singer, and it is not anything I want to do with. He's got to stop using that Magneto in Auschwitz as a kid scene footage. Like, how much how much time, they, how much uh, use have they pulled out of that, of him getting pulled away in the fence folding? Like, if I see that scene one more time. Oh, like he, totally. He, he, wants yeah. it to, he wants it to be the pearls falling on the sidewalk with Batman. And it's just so like, badly. Yeah, Let me yeah. ask you a question. Yeah. Is Jubilee uh, uh, an immortal teenager? Because I think apparently she's been in every movie as a yep. teenager, and yet they never show her using her powers ever. But so. back to the original one, like yeah. she was a teenager in the original trilogy, when in set place in the modern times, yep. and she's still a teenager here. And like nothing makes sense, even though even though the last film retconned everything, it's still well. But that's that's the other thing too. And so the last film not only retconned everything because there's the key moment in the last film when you see Wolverine get fished out of the Potomac, and it's Stryker fishing him out, and you're like, oh shit, Stryker's got Wolverine. And then the last moment you see, no, it's Mystique posing as Stryker. Right. And then now we get back to this movie and. No reference to that. Oh God, you're right. And <laughs> and we find out when they when Stryker for some reason Stryker so the mansion blows up and Stryker magically appears seconds later and takes you know uh, and you know takes a handful of the mutants and Scott and Gene and Nightcrawler you know tag along and that's where we get the big Wolverine cameo which was you know leaked in the press or whatever. Um, and the, no reference to the fact that the Mystique thing. Brian Singer did that. It was his Maybe. own movie. Maybe he caught him again. Maybe Wolverine yeah. got drunk and he caught him again. Yeah, yeah, but what yeah. was funny about that sequence is that that's clearly supposed to be the big crowd-pleasing moment. Yeah. And there was no reaction from our crowd. It was crickets. Well, no, that Wolverine scene. Well, I got to admit, yeah. so, yeah, so, so what happens is that they go to, they go to the, 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 the compound in Canada where the Weapon X program is, and, uh, and uh, they let Gene lets... Gray Malkin Lake, right? No, what is it? Yeah, no, that's, it's... That's, no, that's the... That's, that's, that's Gray Lane. Yeah, it's, the, it's where yeah. the mansion is. I forget the name of the lake in the movie. It's, uh, Alkali Lake or something like Alkali that. Alkali Lake. That's That's a lot, yeah. But um, but at one moment, Gene and Scott and Nightcrawler go into a room, and there's a cage, and they're like, "Oh, there's a monster in there." And they open it, and it's it's Weapon X. It's Barry Windsor Smith. It's the the headpiece, the the cables, and all that stuff coming off. And we get uh-huh. a, we get a couple of minutes of just Wolverine in total feral mode, killing people. And then the scene where he's trying to leave, and then you get this creepy moment between Gene and Wolverine, sixteen year old Gene, and like. 50, 60 something Wolverine, right? And then when after she unlocks his memories and then he runs out into the snow, the theater, everyone laughed. Like the shot of Wolverine running in the snow, it was like in my head, I had had yakety sacks going, but it was. Well, he also looked cold. You're like, oh God, that poor guy. And he kind of stumbled a little bit. He's like, now where do I go? Oh gosh. All these films have been liberally using the de aging technology. And it seems bizarre that they didn't use it here considering. Uh, especially if you go back and watch the first X-Men film, how much younger uh, Hugh Jackman looks in that role. Oh, totally. It seems bizarre they didn't smooth him out a little bit for a movie that's supposed to take place in 1983. Yeah. I know he ages slowly, but 
Like they, also, you know, it was nice to see he wasn't like super jacked up. Yeah. I thought the only thing about the last one that was kind of silly was how. Oh, how the, the rippling muscles and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. he's still in really good shape. He's just not like. Jackman's like, look, dude, I'm not doing all that for five minutes. <laughs> There's no way. So yes. that that scene sort of fell flat in his face. It didn't that was completely unnecessary? He didn't need it. It's only there to set up the you know. Probably, well, let's talk about who, who knows? I, mean, I don't even know what the future is. I mean, yeah. um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, and, and then my, my other complaint about this, though, is that going back to the, the third movie is always the worst one and, and things like that is that everything was so on the nose and obvious with this. Um, when Apocalypse and Psylocke and Storm go to recruit, a- go to get Angel, um, Angel is literally sitting in an empty room. Oh, God. Listening to Metallica and the song is the Four Horsemen, right? Like, like okay, th- like no subtlety, you know. And like, and at the very end of it, when they're fighting Apocalypse, and Magneto finally snaps out of it, and he shoots down two uh, steel girders to block Apocalypse, and it's in the shape of an X, right. you know. And like, and it was just like everything was just so on the nose. And and then lastly, my last complaint is that you know, like you said, Quicksilver was the only character that seemed like he was having fun. But yet we just we just get a repeat of what made him so great in Days of Future Past. Oh yeah, they just did it again. They didn't they didn't they didn't push it forward at all. Not as well. Yeah, not not as well. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Although I think I like Nightcrawler. I mean, there are elements I did like. Although again, Nightcrawler doesn't really work. I mean, it's all it's all fucked up. Yeah. But uh, it's just it's just there was nothing propelling the action forward. And I I think what you're pointed out, Ron, is what made the film seem so dated. It just seemed like maybe. Ten years ago, this would have been a great spectacle to see all these characters working together and using their powers, and like it would have just been sort of a feast for the eyes. But now, we're, we've we've already seen this movie. The bar is so high. Yeah, now. yeah. yeah. Well, that, and that's that's really I think the credit. Um, the 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 credit goes to Marvel Studios for setting that bar so high. Like if you if you if we if you this actually question was posed to me by uh, James at Isotope earlier. Imagine if we live in a world where the Marvel Studio movies never happened. Right, or, right, we're we're right. probably over the moon about this. You know, yeah. like this is so great, but the bar is so high now, set by Captain America and Avengers and stuff like that, that it's just you know, and and I think that this is clearly a reaction to that, and it's just it, it, they just they missed the mark. You know, it would have been nice to see the romance between Gene and uh, Scott. Have anything? Have any depth? There yeah. was no chemistry whatsoever, yeah. and you, you can see that the lines were there, and they were even blocked in a way that other actors might be able to have some kind of relationship happen, but the, it just was a dud, and that's supposed to be, I think we're all supposed to feel some sort of b- budding jealousy, kind of, maybe, when she t- touches Wolverine, like, isn't that supposed to be kind of the, the beginning of some sort of triangle, and it none of that. Well, if, any, um, if anything, the problem is that we know it's supposed to be a triangle in that moment when right. Wolverine and Gene and Scott and the three of them, and we know what that means. And all I can think right. of, like, well, well, that's just weird because they're twins. <laughs> yeah. you know? if, they, if they had DH'd him, he's it's yeah. not as weird. And forty-seven-year-old, you know, Hugh Jackman or however old he is now. Yeah. Um, and in the first movie, Famke Johnson's probably older than him, so it's just it's yeah. all yeah. yeah. It. I I don't really have much. It just was. Slow guy in our theater fell asleep, started snoring. Yeah, that was twenty um, minutes in. Yeah, well, it is so a very slow, con- those. Yeah, the first well, we went into one of those dine-in movie theaters, and that's basically just sleepover. Yeah, <laughs> no, the, first, the first two thirds of this is just was just really dragging, and and. Oh, you didn't think the last third was really dragging? Well, the last. I, I like the first half way more than the first half. 
Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I like the first half way more than the last half. I was bored by Agreed. the end. The beginning part I was into. Yeah. I, I mean, and, the, and how many tunnels of stuff do we have to fly through? They, it's like they definitely like. Well, this will look awesome in 3D. Yeah, in 1998. Right. Like, and, and like, also, and also, Magneto's role in Apocalypse's plan. Like, I understand he was oh, sucking all the metal out of the world, but, but like, and all the life out of the theater. Yeah, and he's just like, you're just making them, making them go in circles, just making them all fly around. <laughs> he, was, he was bored too. He's just yeah. like, I'm gonna just make a pattern. Oh, oh and yeah, Mike, you, you said you said earlier that that there that X Men Last Stand had bridges moving around, and this had bridges moving around. There was a there were several moments that, yeah. that really reminded me of X Men Last Stand, and you know yeah, both totally. the, the, totally. the Phoenix flare up at the end when Gene fla- when Gene busted out um, the bridges stuff very odd. Also, it's just some weird sexual imagery in some of the in some of the shot setups and stuff like that. So like the the Apocalypse Xavier fight was kind of odd in the power dynamic. Like it just it felt uncomfortable. The whole movie just felt <laughs> uncomfortable. Oh. <laughs> and also, it was two and a half hours long. This movie yeah. needed half an hour at least cut out of it. Well, it needed a half an hour cut out of it, and then it needed it needed a half an hour put into it of of fun or character development or some way to tie in the new characters, and then it also needed a half an hour of adventure, which just it yeah. just completely lacked. And I can hear people already saying, "You so you want this movie to be a Marvel Studios movie?" No, M- maybe, but. The, the, the real point is you don't want it to be just dour the entire time. I don't want it to be dour the entire time. You may want it to be dour. The, I don't. No, I don't want it to be dour at all. There should I'm be a youthful vigor to the X-Men. List, this fictional listener may want it to be dour all the time, which right, is right, fine. Right. I don't want it to be. Um, I don't need it to be. I, I'm fine with super serious, but there has to be some joy and or excitement, and there was neither of those things in this movie. Everything felt like yes. a retread. As Mike said and Ron said, Let's do the Quicksilver scene again. Yep. Now let's re- sort of redo this scene from, and it was all sort of felt like a rehash. This people is, this people love the Quicksilver scene. Do that. People love Wolverine. Put him in. Like it was just seemed like that. Whereas, whereas at least Days of Future Past had a little bit, but First Class was just oozing with with that life, and this was just lifeless. Yeah. Days of Future Past had '70s Southern rock band Wolverine. I mean, yeah. that was all the love it you needed he was dressed up like he's ready to play the steve miller band it, it had that and it had it had the comedy it had so it had so days of future past had the the lightheartedness of wolverine and magneto trying to go you know like trying trying to right. save that remember when they go to recruit quicksilver yeah. and all that stuff that that all was was straight up funny right um first class had so much life and so much energy to it and then i really i really think what this movie is missing what the x-men need is um, that tie into the real? Why wasn't this Cold War? Why didn't this tie into the, you know like to, to Reagan and like that time period? Other than the nukes, for, which was five minutes, like it needed that. T- it need it needs to be the mutants living in our world. Apocalypse as this force that comes in that is just going to destroy everything. Doesn't doesn't do anything. Doesn't make me as a regular person fear and loathe mutants. You know, like it, uh, it just uh. run. He was going to make the. A better world. Well, it was a better world. It was, it Make was, a it, better one. I did feel. I, mm. One thing that really bothered me is that we're so used to Fassbender and Magneto being this really strong personality, and he just sort of wilts, and yeah. he just becomes one of the. I never really. He. It seemed like he. None of the other. All the four horsemen. All they did. They just sort of fell in line, and I thought it was really sort of a betrayal of all the belief yeah. that we have in Magneto as being this special person. He's like, well, no, but oh, I. Okay, I, sure. I, but I get no. I get, But the thing is, I get that he about Ma- Magneto because yeah, because it's the kind of thing. Yeah, because he was defeated. He, his you know wife and daughter died, which by the way, that was a hell of an arrow. 
Like to, to yeah. yeah, like like that, uh, that yeah, that arrow he, to to he, kill two people in one shot. Wow. You know, like um but uh well, that, like, that was fine. I mean yeah. it was you know, it was a, it was an accident. That's An- sort of what completely wasted Angel. Completely wasted yes. him. Uh, I thought you would have been excited that he that at the end of the movie Cyclops is inexplicably wearing his '90s outfit. Well, yeah, when they're in the danger room, we finally get the danger room. Did you see? So, so Mystique is is in a costume similar to her comics costume with the with the white in the front, and it kind of went down into yep. a dress. And then we get a new Cyclops visor and a Jim Lee esque '90s, you know, with the X logo up in the, up on the chest with the two bands. Uh, I mean. I don't know. I mean, I, I should have been. I should have like. That's the thing. At the end of this movie, we got Gene flaring up as Phoenix, and then you got them all in costumes in the Danger Room, and those are two things that should excite me. And I was just, and I just like, ah, oh, and I just shook my head. I mean, you do, have we moved on from good X Men movies? I mean, is this team something that people can get excited about anymore? I mean, it's been. Yeah. You said it earlier. Uh, 200 films i mean it's like well honestly i mean honestly it's like, now it's the I same mean, characters over and over and again in different costumes different ages different yeah you know it just what what is there something next for these well, guys yeah i think i think there is and as much as i as much as i hate to say it um i think deadpool pointed it out and it's not so much deadpool but like like other than deadpool what has what was the other thing that people talking about after that movie it was negasonic teenage warhead Right. You know, and I think I think you go in a Grant Morrison esque fashion, right. new generation of X Men, and and you you sprinkle in some Deadpool, and you sprinkle in some of that. I think you could do something really special, but whether or not Fox figures that out or not is the other question. Well, they're they're doing New Mutants, yeah, and they're doing another Wolverine film, which was teased at the post credits of this film with Mister Sinister. Yep, and uh, and, uh, and, and 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 also pop potentially X twenty three, right? Because they, um, yeah. but. So. But uh, I, I just think it's time to start over. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's been 15 years. Well, it's, it's it's a combination of things. It's time to start over, and it's time to just say goodbye to Brian Singer. I'm I'm done. Well, that's done with that's him. part of it. Start over the whole. Yeah. You know, new reboot it. Uh, new creative teams are behind it. New actors, new setting. I would start over with the original team, the original five. Yeah. You know, and just you know, just start from start from scratch. Do it coherently. In a way that makes sense, in a modern way, you know, this is these movies feel very. This movie particularly felt very even, even Days of Your Past. I really enjoyed. Still felt very retroy. Yeah, because uh, I because I think that I think that Brian Singer, I think he was like, okay, what Vaughn did work, so let's keep that. And I think I feel like he had a he had a foot in the pool of that kind of mindset. And this movie was just more full singer. This is, hey, I'm in control and I'm doing whatever, you know. And 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 that's where I think it goes wrong. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm so mad Vaughn left after days uh, yeah. after first class. I could imagine a three movie cycle with Matthew Vaughn at the helm would be amazing. Um, before we go, a couple other things. Did you did you spot the blob? Yes. Yeah. In the fight, right? Yeah, in that was nice. Yep, yep, that was nice. Uh, All right. So before before we. Ended or talk about it was a Mike and I have a secret to reveal to Ron. Secret, oh, secret, it's a secret. Yeah. So okay. when was this? Was this October? God, it must have been. It, it was a, a long time ago. October, oh. November. Uh, Mike and I and a few people actually saw this movie. What? We, we saw, saw it. The, we we the saw the very cut. first cut uh, the outside of production. On the with, Fox with, lot, we got invited. With no by special a, effects, basically. Friend of a, a friend who works at Fox. We got invited to the, the Brian Singer was there. He he introduced it. Um, he was very nervous. The the film had maybe fifteen percent special effects. 
a lot of it was animatics, hilarious still image. Like we saw the entire super, Wolverine sequence was just super early cut oh, of this movie. Yeah. Oh my god! And, uh, I know. And, we uh, signed uh, was interesting was it was super long like this, so we we were like, well, it's got to be. They got to cut like a half an hour out of that. Right. <laughs> and uh, I don't. We were talking after the movie. I don't think they cut anything out of that cut. No, they fact, they actually added. They, they actually added, added. added stuff to it. Oh my gosh! Um, the whole final conversa- conversation between Magneto and Professor X when they they recount dialogue from the first movie about pitying anybody who yeah. comes to my school. That wasn't in the original cut. They, that whole scene was just you didn't see Professor X bald until he rolled up at the door of the danger room. That that whole thing wasn't in there. Oh wow! Um, but yeah, we saw super. Super, super early cut, and uh, like wire work and stuff. But we were, and we were concerned even then, though. To as we were just talking, like yet again, a big comic book movie ending with an interminably long forty-minute last battle sequence yep. at the end of the third act, and we're like, well, I mean, they'll cut that because you know all the movies do this now and those movies are all exhausting. And what was amazing is that still at this point, Noah is saying, look. No one, we're they're tired of it. It's and it and the, it just, and, the th- and the thing about it too. What what also pisses me off too about it was that it's not even. It wasn't even a good forty minute battle scene. No, it wasn't even no. a creative use they of. Around. They it stood around. Everybody yeah. stood around in this movie. It was. It was It wasn't a creative use of powers. It was like let's just pummel energy at this guy. You know, like yeah, it was yeah. just. It, uh, it, yeah, it just that bothered yeah. me. Yeah. Also, when they reboot these movies, yeah. someone needs to explain that Cyclops' beams are not fire. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. They are concussion blasts. They don't. Yep. They wouldn't set a tree on fire. Yep. It's yeah. not. He's not shooting heat out of his eye. It's not heat vision. Oh gosh. Well, it's funny in that scene when they first take his glasses off and they shoot the tree. Is in, in, in the it, version it, we watched, we just saw a picture, uh, words on the screen saying "tree on fire." <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty great. It was yeah, really they, interesting to see behind the scenes and how. Yeah. How it looks when they shoot it. How much of it is green screen? A lot of it. It's, it's, they would run up to where the plane was, and it'd be all big plane. Yeah. And it was like, in a way, it was super. Like it actually made you do a little bit more work as a viewer, and it was actually a little bit more fun to watch. Um, I'm trying to figure out what I, if there was. I'm trying to dig up something more positive. Oscar Isaac, I got. I mean, he 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 is still so good. He um, to the role. I mean, he did a good. He really, and I I like this sort of gentle, uh, benevolent. Uh, tone that he had with everything, like well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, it's gonna be all right. But they never gave him any reason for any of it, other right. than he was vaguely irritated at TV and <laughs> loud music. Yeah, it's just and grumpy old man apocalypse is is just it's it's it was just exhausting and it, it's frustrating because for so many people this is going to be their X Men, you know, and it's just like snooze fest. Yeah, you know, Cyclops should be. When he discovers his powers and when he first interacts with Jean Grey, that's like he is still a te- – the thing is these are supposed to be teenagers, right, yeah. who are coming – they're becoming adults and they're they're full of all this hormones and, and action-y – you know, there should be fun to this. There should, we should, should be, all want to be, be young. There should be electricity. There should be yeah. electricity on the screen, and this movie had no electricity. Had none. Yeah. And none. And and having Jennifer Lawrence, it's like even when she put on the costume when they were for, toward the first the last sequence, I'm like, God, that looks just like a Hunger Games outfit. Yeah, she I mean, doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't care. Yeah, it's, she doesn't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> and it's just like, and she and there was like you could see like the words contractual obligation on so many of these yeah. different. In fact, that was one of the cards we saw on the, in the screen. I think. <laughs> I can't believe you guys didn't say a word, even with an well, NDA. We signed an NDA. Oh come on! Well, honestly, honestly, it wasn't uh, the NDA. 
I didn't want to break your heart so early. Yeah. I wanted to let. Oh. I wanted. Yeah, I didn't want you to wait. Us. I didn't want you to wait six months to be disappointed. So I well, just was, well, I wanted yeah, to. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the thing is, is that luckily my spirit was broken a long time ago. <laughs> so it's just like I was just sitting there. I kind of at one point I just threw my hands up there. I'm like, what? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I they need re- reboot it. Bright, you know, put them in the costumes. Yep. Small five man team just starting the X Men. Then you can reintroduce Wolverine in the second film. Yep. Uh, do you know just truncate it? Do the next team? You know yeah. something happens. To, like make do the comic th- story. Do the five original five. Something happens to them in the beginning of the second film. Yeah. The next team comes along to save them. You know, yeah. then you can really play with it. But just yeah, start do, over. Yeah, pick up, pick up the giant size story, and yeah, and I mean, and 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 I and I think, and honestly, I I really do believe. You know, there there was electricity in Deadpool. There was electricity in Deadpool. Totally. And, and there's nothing wrong about figuring out how to bring that electricity to these characters and to do this. You know, and and it's it's just a bummer. Just a bummer. I also I felt totally, I, you can totally reboot and still use Deadpool because that can become a joke in it. Yeah. Also, the worst thing that happened to us as X Men fans is that Deadpool is so successful because because now they they have a reason to stay in that universe. If, they, oh, right. if Deadpool hadn't been successful. And then this movie come out, then they would have been all right. Let's just start over. But he yeah. gets to it. But I'm fine. I think I mean, I'm fine with it because I, I really enjoyed Deadpool and I, and it's it's fine. I mean, it's I just fine. want to leave this X Men universe. I'm done with it. Yeah. I had a great time in it. Fifteen years, very entertaining. Loved X Men. Loved X Two. Loved yeah. First Class. Loved The Teacher Pass. That's four out of twenty. Yeah. Loved Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, that's four out of nine. Four out of ten movies. Yeah. I, I, one of the Wolverines was was okay. So five. That's no, that's not a good. Fifty percent is not a good. Percentage. It's not a good. Right, yeah, too, too I mean, like it's a lot of movies. It's kind of shocking. Anyway, the point I, is, the point is, you know, I, I let's leave well enough alone. Let's start over again. Yeah, make them make them ninety minutes. Have them come out every year or yeah. every eighteen months, and have more of a. Because I forget. I forget things now in my age. Like, I don't remember what happened the last one, right? And so, like, when you're saying all this stuff that happened, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember. I hated that part, too. But, like, I didn't, I'd totally forgotten about the Wolverine getting fished out of the water, but it was actually uh, Mystique. And that's hilarious. Yeah. That, the fact that just, everybody's just cashing in, everybody's just cashing in on hoping that they forgot what happened last time. Or, and he or, made, and it's his movie. And it's his movie. <laughs> He's very busy. Oh. Or, Everyone's obsessed with shared universes. Fox yeah. should just reboot X Men, reboot Fantastic Four, put them in the same universe. Yep. Have them interact. Make it make it in the sixties. Yep. You know, do a do a super retro y I mean like do yeah. something. Do got yeah. do Embrace something. it. Yep. Fox has driven I don't I don't want to be hyperbolic because again, I did enjoy the last two X Men movies. Yep. But I feel like they've driven two franchises into the ground. Yep, agreed. Yeah. Uh, and they need to start over. Yep. That was what Forbes said. Remember, franchise killing. Yeah. That's what they call this stuff. I mean, and that's I, really I, depressing I, because I, well, it's one I think of the I, first th- franchises. Yeah, but I think, but I think, I think a lot of the press around this movie was uh, was harsh. Was a a weird reaction, opposite yeah. reaction to Captain America. I think it was it was harsher than deserved. Like if you read Devin Faraci's review of it, he's just brutal, and and he he gets a lot of stuff right. But I but I also think that it's just like overly brutal. And I'm not defending it, but I'm just saying that I I I think the 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 biggest failing for this movie, much like unfortunately Green Lantern all those years ago, was that it was just boring at parts. I put this in the Green Lantern camp. It's yes. a boring movie. Good not, it's yep. not a Batman v Superman. It's not an X Men Last Stand. Right. right. Bad movie. It's just a boring movie. There's bad things that happen in it, but for the most part, it's just like all right, I, that happened, and yep. like I'm not angry about it. Just yeah. disappointing. No. Yeah. It's just, just we, we need we need to love these characters like we do in some of the other. Franchises yeah. like we we need to be back to old friends as opposed to wow she's a much bigger star than everybody else is in this film. Yeah. 
And then I, I go to Star Wars Christian, and I was like, oh, right. I'm, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just shocked at, at, at even though we had the big Phoenix blast and everything, I want to go back and watch this again and count the number of minutes Jean Grey stands there watching what's going on with her jaw dropped. Yeah. And which, I, want you, which, I want you to do the, the, the standing cut, just cut yeah. together all the scenes, people just standing around doing and saying nothing because yeah, it's now a lot in, of the movie. In, 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 probably an hour. In their defense, that's probably what is more realistic when like shit's blowing up and you're 16 just be like, oh, you know, like it'd be frozen. <laughs> but yeah. I feel it, that does not make a good movie. So, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right, oh, wow. Final points before we wrap it up. I'm um, just, I mean, I'm just bummed. It's just a bummer. So. And also, do you remember when like these kinds of summer movies had soundtracks that you'd be humming? Right. You know, like we haven't, we haven't had a score that yeah. you that has risen to the occasion of the supposed spectacle of these films in I don't know how long. And I'm unfortunately I am counting Force Awakens, but that's another conversation. Yeah, well, so, well I'll t- I'll tell you what I did after this movie is that I came home and I put on. Uh, inside Lewin Davis and then X-Men First Class on multiple monitors and just watch them both at the same time. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah. I was I, like, you know what? It did, uh, coming out of, literally walking out of this theater, I thought, I, I should watch First Class this weekend. Yeah, that, yeah, totally. That's a movie. Yep. Yeah. That's really good marketing for old movies. That's, That's for sure. Right, so. Really expensive marketing, I guess. If yeah. you saw X-Men colon Apocalypse, you want to talk about it, you go to iFanboy.com. There'll be a post for this show. You can talk about it there. You can tell us what you thought. Maybe you disagreed with us. That's totally please. fine. You can, That'd be awesome. Yeah, please. You can disagree. Just tell us at iFamily.com. You can also find our discussion on the Preacher uh, pilot, which just came out. The show just came out this past week. Also, oh, I can't you, wait to, I to check that out. And you can listen to us talk about Batman v Superman, and you can listen to us talk about Captain America Civil War. <laughs> Not a lot of talking at the Batman v Superman. It was mostly. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you can always always catch our weekly uh, Pick a Leak podcast, which we talk about the weekly comics that come out every week. We'll be back again uh, for Warcraft in two weeks. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, no, I'm hearing good things. Wait, so so, so aside, aside, Warcraft is just more in the geeky world, but as far as the comics world, are we nothing until no Suicide Squad is the next comics movie, right? That's in August. We have Star Trek Beyond. Okay, it's still uh, comics adjacent, and then the Killing Joke animated film. So we'll reconvene the animated brand trust for that, and then the next pure comic book film is Suicide Squad on August fifth, and then Doctor Strange in November. Right. Okay. Gosh. And then, and then Star Wars in December. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh gosh. All right. Well, it's I'm not ready. Warcraft because without Warcraft, there is no podcast. We'll discuss that on that show. Oh, that's a good one. That's, that's a nice. that's a very good Warcraft means a lot. Warcraft is <laughs> Warcraft is important. So I think I think we got to give it the respect it deserves. Whether or not the movie is good or not, we'll find out. But so. And Clancy. Until next time, I'm Connor. I'm Ron. And I'm Mike. <laughs>